good morning, good evening, good night. It is another episode of the Nifty Q Show. We're interviewing founders, leaders, special people in the NFT space. And I have one here with me, Tim Yesta, founder of Coin Games. We're going to talk a lot about what Coin Games Dev Squad is doing, Bloodline. They have so many things, updates, all of this stuff coming uh, for this ecosystem, this universe, if you will. Uh, but I'm happy to have Tim on again uh, here. Tim, how are you doing uh, here in this month of December, man? I'm doing amazing. Um, yeah, looking forward to the holidays. Had a good Thanksgiving with the family. I'm actually on the road right now, coming from Orlando. Nice hotel room. But uh, yeah, I'm doing awesome. Doing amazing. Good to be on the show. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of KGDS in the chat. So you've got a lot of community members that are coming in, having a good time, uh, talking about your cool looking room there. So we're going to have ourselves a great discussion, man. Like I said, uh, for people out there that don't know what Coin Games Dev Squad is, is doing, we're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, I mean, recently you guys had the Battle Pass airdrop. Of course, you had the launch uh, uh, with your Avatar project earlier in the year. Uh, so you've been up to a lot of stuff uh, and you guys got a lot coming, some of which you can't even say live on air. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. The episode went live, <laughs> but, but just for the people that have no idea kind of what's going on with Coin Games and, and Coin Games Dev Squad, give a TLDR. Uh, what what have you been up to uh, and what is the project? Yeah, so um, what do you want me to start with first? Just the what, the project itself, how we got in, or you want me to start with what, we, uh, what we're up to right now? So we had the origin talk on the last episode. So let's, let's TLDR a little bit of the origin story for you, and then we'll move right into Coin Games uh, Dev Squad and okay. we'll do that. Yeah, so for, I mean, those who don't know me, you know, I, I come from, um, I actually, my, my degrees in theology so I went to bible college and was gonna you know use my life to make other people's lives better and then um i got into sales and that has been you know an incredible journey in uh in the sales world sales environment um i got the privilege of starting to build teams and realized i was really good at it and so you know we, i've built you know hundreds and you know right now about 600 guys um, you know, currently and, uh, you know, just huge sales teams that have had a lot of success, brought in hundreds of millions of dollars for the company um, that I work with. And um, it's been a really great journey. Um, incredible, incredible. And um, uh, yeah, and it, it's taught me a lot of skills on building culture, finding talent, developing people, and just really running a large organization. And uh, but all, all the while, um, ever since I was a kid, uh, I've loved video games. It's been a dream of mine to be able to make a video game. I was actually just recently talking with one of my friends who's part of the creation team and he's heading up kind of our avatar naming uh, thing in our Discord. If you guys have seen that, where you know our, our, our dev squad are actually naming the heroes that are going in our video game right now as we speak, which is so cool. But he's kind of heading all that up and working with the lore and some of the game mechanics. And we were just reminiscing when I was when I met him and I was 11 and he was 12, we would sit, we were two nerds, um, not popular at all. Nobody hung out with us. We were just best friends. The two of us would sit at a table by ourselves at lunch and we would talk about creating video games. And it's so cool now, all these years later in our thirties to actually be doing it, you know, to actually be part of a, a building a game studio. So I've loved video games really since the first day I ever played them. And um, it's been a dream of mine to be a part of that industry. And um, about four years ago, I actually started writing a fiction book and that's the lore that we're using for our game. So it's kind of all come together in an amazing way where like my passions for 
story writing and um, game design and uh, you know all of this have come full circle and then my skill set in hiring people relationships community building all that so yeah we jumped in um, at the beginning of the year and um, with the idea I, I brought on some really amazing guys from the crypto space uh, blockchain experts everything from tokenomics to you know, incubating ideas to finding, um, you know, uh, you know, connections in the industry, VCs, uh, guys that are really experienced in building actual blockchain protocols and working with the different chains that are out there. And, and we started just putting the team together. We found some amazing artists. Um, Justin, obviously, is our, our lead brand manager. And then Andreas is our finishing artist and all the, 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 the uh, uh, characters. And we formed the core team and we just started building. And then um, you fast forward about four months into kind of just building ideas. Uh, I minted my first um, avatar, uh, which was the Doge Pound. Do you remember what your uh, first avatar was? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good, I would love to say like Bored Ape, uh, but it definitely was not. Uh, oh man, that is such a good question. Maybe Hash Masks? I think Hash okay. Masks. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was I was a few months behind the, the train. I think board apes are already at six ETH, which seems so cheap right now. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how much so they were. So expensive at the time, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. For the for what what you thought they were, you know. But who has the foresight to see where the, where it was going to go? But yeah. So I've minted Doge Pound, and at that time, I mean, they sold the Doge Pounds for point zero six nine, and uh, you know, and you joined the Doge Pound community. And so I minted like seven of them. And it was my first mint. I just didn't even understand what minting was. I remember searching my wallet for where my NFTs were. I couldn't find them. Then I went to OpenSea and then there, there they were. And then I couldn't, you know, anyway. And um, and I just held on to them. I still have five of them right now, which is awesome. And they've done done well. But um, yeah, and but really what what the light bulb moment for me was getting in their community and realizing the genius behind this, that it wasn't about this picture of a dog. Uh, it was about the community and it was about what was happening behind the scenes. And those guys are really good. Like that's one of my favorite communities still to this day that I go in and interact in. And um, I realized that that was what I was looking for. Um, you know, you guys probably have heard me on, if you've heard me talk about on other interviews, but we specifically named the company coin games because it's from the Greek word konoia which is a community so it literally means community games and my whole idea was that man if I if I get the privilege of getting to make a game should I not involve thousands of my friends in this process with me and um, so that's when the dev squad idea was born that we would launch an nft um, that nft would give access to literally be our dev squad. They're an extension of coin games. That's why we call it the coin games dev squad. And so they're our development squad. And right now, like literally in our in our dev squad, as we speak, the community has named like 10 heroes already. They're naming like two to three a week now. They're they're even helping make design choices. When I get um when I get two to three images from my uh, from my illustrators. I put them in the chat and I say, which one do you guys want? And they vote and we then do the one the community wants. I mean, and how cool is that, right? So 
Um, and there'll be so much more of that as time goes on, right? This is such an important point because it's really the distinguishing factor you get for you guys. You guys are building a game with the community, essentially. That's the yes. huge narrative you're playing with, and I, and I really, yeah. really am behind it. So you have Coin Games, a studio, essentially. You're building out Bloodline, which we'll touch on here in a second, but it's also with the Coin Games dev squad that goes along with the Avatar project. I would love for you to, to just give that elevator pitch uh, to anybody out there right now. We've kind of made our way uh through the origin and now to coin games dev squad what essentially does a new community member get when they join or uh kind of just that sure. pitch to them yeah so they yeah so when you join you buy an avatar there's 5555 of them on the market um there's only about six and a half percent for sale so that's it so that should tell you something because we're not a hyped project and yet our holders are not really selling right we got very few for sale um six and a half percent but the ones that are available even if you just buy one the first thing you get access to is the community itself right and so you're building the game with us uh as time goes on and other decisions are made with mechanics we our whole idea is that we're going to build the structure of this house and then we let the dev squad decorate it they choose the furnishings they choose the floors the colors of the walls i mean they're like in there with us making decisions on a bunch of things and about two days ago i saw a guy just on his own, he put it in the chat. He said, man, it's so cool. I got to name two characters because his name was chosen out of the 10 uh, heroes. He submitted the winning name on two of them that was voted by the community. And you could just tell how proud he was that he literally named two characters that will go into lore and into this IP forever, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and so that's the first thing. Um, we've got some other cool stuff in our chat. We have a pretty active NFT alpha chat inside of Coin Games. And we also have a pretty active uh, coin chat, DGen or regular coin chat. And so um, our community members have been like killing it with NFTs as well, just because we've got some really smart people. So for some, honestly, they join just to get access to those sub chats as well. Yeah, I want to touch on the utility pieces uh, here. You guys are launching a bunch of different features uh, for these these holders, right? You you have the staking. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people that come in here. They they see the thumbnail. It says battle token airdrop. That did already happen. So don't don't just leave the, the, the episode, the interview here uh, if you haven't uh, gotten that yet because there's a ton of other things coming. You guys have, uh, I believe, the battle token is going to be up for investing if you hold essentially uh, some of these avatars and things like this so definitely yes. want to hit this utility piece especially for those uh yeah i know we have a ton of community members here but for those that still want to get in maybe they missed the token airdrop uh maybe or the the battle pass airdrop what can they get involved in here in the next month uh to two months yeah so so actually on the battle pass airdrop the way that that works that was our first airdrop um, we will be doing those almost every month to any new holders. So you're not missing out. If you get, if you buy one today, you'll get it in about a month. And what that's going to do is that's going to give you, you want to see the battle pass as our kind of fun utility stat card for everything to do with, um, coin games. So we are, we're in development of our, of a mini game right now alongside the main game, because the main game will be a year and a half. Um, likely before it's fully ready for public release. We're building a AAA Supercell style game. So it's not Tim, it's, fast. It's, right? it's not going to be ready in two months. Come on. No, not yet. Ready by February. The, 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 the mini game will be ready in about two months, though. So that's what's cool. So we, we, you know, we're, we understand there's a long journey. We understand NFTs move fast. We also want to release a AAA game. I'm really not concerned with competing with 
current crypto games. I want to compete with Supercell. And we're hiring a team. We're up to about 25 people now um, in the coin games, um, you know, uh, that, that work under the coin games umbrella. Um, and we're hiring all the time. I mean, I actually just talked to a really, really, really experienced product developer who's worked for some huge Fortune 100 companies, a bunch of startups, and we're bringing them on, you know, as of yesterday. And so we're hiring some of the top people in their industries um, and really sparing no expense to bring on an amazing team um, that's going to help us bring this um, product to market, not just to compete with crypto games, but to compete with mainstream games. Because I believe no one has yet to really do that, make an amazing mainstream game that allows floods of people in and then introduces them to play to earn. And I think that's the future really, right? So we're taking our time. We're going to release an amazing product. It'll likely take a year and a half. And so in the meantime, we've got this mini game. So the battle pass actually works initially with the mini game. It's almost your entry to the mini game. It'll be your stat card. So literally in the metadata of the battle pass, it's going to say, have your wins, your losses, uh, your biggest victories, any points, any statistical things that come from the mini game will all be uh, dynamically updated in the metadata of your battle pass, hmm. as well as your daily battle token. So we're starting kind of a uh, just a holder token that every day starting, uh, we'll call it early, early January. If you own a battle pass and you own five avatars, those five avatars will give you five daily tokens, battle tokens on your battle pass. So you can almost see it like a, a credit card, right? And then those tokens will be used in the mini game. We're also going to be using those tokens uh, for things like the swag that we're designing. We've got a shirt in production right now. Hoodie comes next. Hats come after that. So we've got a bunch of coin games, just fun things. So everything to do with the next two years as we just have fun as a community, the battle token will be that token. So it's not going to be a token on Uniswap or any of that. And it's different from the governance token. The governance token, the one that you can uh, be able to purchase is going to be called coin k-o-i-n and that's actually the master token for the entire brand not just bloodline um so uh so you've got the battle pass with the battle token and it's just literally as long as you hold your avatars you get one token per avatar per day on that battle pass um and so that's the connection to the mini game and everything else we'll do during this kind of waiting period um the next utility that comes up early january is actually our first hero card drop. I don't know if, you, if you're doing any screen sharing. If you jump on our website, you can see it on coingames.io. But um, the, uh, the, the first heroes that are going to be used in the game, Bloodline, those are coming out. The first wave of them are coming out in early January. And it's our first hero card drop. Um, so imagine a pack of Pokemon cards with five cards inside. Uh, all randomized, different rarities. That's what's uh, coming next. So we have these unopened, it'll be five NFTs inside of an NFT. And the first editions of this hero card sale, similar to how Splinterlands or God Unchained or any of those delivered their hero cards, um, we'll be delivering those. But the first editions will only be purchasable by whitelisted avatar holders so i'm i'm basically rewarding avatar holders with the ability to buy first editions uh the public will not, not be able to buy first editions gotcha okay so i want to get into some of these details a little bit more i feel like i need a notepad to kind of keep up so the as far as the token is concerned uh i, I think the dual token system we've seen in other ecosystems right axie has the axs token which is like essentially yes. the governance token and then slp 
Now, is this going to be a ERC-20 or, or I know you guys are potentially working with Polygon as well. Is this going to be a token that's on the blockchain or is this going to be a essentially like points within the game system? So the great question. So when the game finally re releases, there'll be two tokens. There'll be an internal token, which will be used inside the game. It will be an ERC-20 token like SLP. Um, but we'll have far more uses for it than current, you know, SLP's model has. And you'll be able to earn that by playing the game. And that'll be called Battle, the Battle token. Um, and that'll be a strictly consumable in-game token. Then you'll have your governance token. We're actually following a, a much similar model to Alluvium's model, where it's truly a decentralized ownership of the game, where the DAO controls all decisions for the game and owning ILV gives you the ability to vote on everything that happens and all profits from bloodline go into a vault that is controlled by the DAO, and the DAO decides decides how that's used um, to buy back ilv in their case and then distribute it into the staking pool the tournament pool those things so we're following that model for coin so coin will really be oh owned by the, the DAO, by the community. I, I'm not going to be the owner really of coin, uh, you know, coin games. It's going to be the DAO. Um, I'll obviously, you know, participate in that, likely be on the council, but it's going to be, um, I truly want the players to own this process, right? And the, the true fans. And that's part of why I'm making it open for fans to invest early in that, because even though obviously I love our VC partners were already in talks with quite a few that are very excited to be a part of the project. I really want equal parts where it's, um, you know, uh, amaz amazing strategic partners that are in it for the long haul that are going to bring value to our community and the community itself that come together to direct and, and, and steer this project into a, you know, a glorious future. So, um, yeah, so we have two tokens, battle and coin. Coin will represent the DAO. It's strictly governance and it's decision making on coin games, everything coin games, including future games. The coin token is going to branch way further than Bloodline. It's Bloodline's just our first game. Yep. Um, the battle token will be the in-game token inside of Bloodline. And that will be produced by playing rewards, tournaments. You'll be able to use it to buy into tournaments. You'll use it to create NFTs inside the game. You use it to uh, get skins. Um, I mean, it's everything. Everything inside yeah. the game will be using Battle. Now, um, in its current state, Battle is simply a point allocation that'll be added to that Battle Pass. So it's not going to be an ERC token, 20 token, until the release of the game. So we are starting with it as simply a metadata item on the Battle Pass. So imagine your Battle Pass updates, mm -hmm. you start playing the mini game, you win five games in a row, it tells your battle pass, you now have a thousand tokens. Yeah. You've got a five win streak. You've got 10 wins, four losses, you know, you know what I mean? And so it's just, it's just for simplicity's sake, it's not going to be a token that can be sold on Uniswap or any of that until the release of the game. Gotcha. Okay. That was the main part portion I was talking about. It's like one of my main goals, not to get my guests in trouble. Of course, uh, you have to follow all these different regulations, but yeah, if it's an ERC 20, eventually, even if you guys don't launch the token, right, it could, uh, the community member could launch the pool or something like that. So yeah, we will not be launching an ERC 20. We, you know, for us, that token is strictly an in-game token consumable. Obviously what people do with it after that is up to them, but uh, yes. Yeah, okay. we, we um, you know, we're building for the future from a legal standpoint. And I believe this two 
token model that are totally separate. Axie's model gets really blurry legally with involving the governance token inside the game with the in-game token. It's going to be hard to truly defend that long term, whereas I believe the model we're building for is to have a clean uh, legal um, standpoint 15, 20 years from now. That way people can feel safe being a part of our our company and 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 you know b- being a part of the journey buying into the DAO token because it's, they're going to help shape a company um by owning that token um that's going to be fine legally for 15 20 30 years however long we want to you know pass it down to our kids type thing so yeah it, it is a bit sad that in this environment where we're really innovating we have to worry so much about this regulation stuff i mean we can hop into yeah. the conversation later in the episode because we i still want to really touch on some of the things you guys are doing uh so you mentioned the hero cards uh yes and and as well as the battle pass you said the battle pass isn't just a one uh airdrop situation i kind of want to get the details for maybe any prospective buyers out there or people that are interested so if i let's let's touch on the battle pass first then so the battle pass drop already happened to avatar holders how does the next one work does that do avatar holders get a second drop or do you have to be a new member how does that how is that going to work you 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 only really you only need one battle pass for 20 avatars 10 avatars five avatars one avatar it's what it's going to do is daily we run a script we we look where the battle passes are we look where the avatars are and we just assign uh you know the the free token the free battle token to the battle pass for however many avatars are in the same wallet with it so having multiple battle passes is kind of useless because you're just spreading out your tokens almost on more it's like having multiple bank accounts with money just separated versus one bank account with all of it in the same bank account and it's really the same and so what's the purpose of having it spread out so um, the battle pass derives its value as a stat card, really, from the avatars it's connected to. So um, we will be just airdropping them. We just barely airdropped our last one about a week ago or three days ago, something like that. Uh, time's been flying. So we haven't set a date for when we'll do the next one, but we're looking at about a month. So about a month, we'll say, hey, if you want to get in um, or if you are a new owner, your battle pass will be in your wallet, you know, next Monday or whatever. And we'll 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 mention the date and we'll be sending them to just new holders. So basically, we'll just scan the wallets that have avatars in them that don't have battle passes in them. And we'll just drop those battle passes in because the battle pass, again, separated from an avatar has no value. It's not going to get any tokens. It's like a useless, cool looking graphic. There's no point in selling a battle pass. It's in and of itself, it doesn't contain value. And in fact, if you do sell your battle pass, it wipes the data. So we have an auto wiping feature. So um, yeah, so it carries nothing with it. Um, so it's really just a cool looking graphic. It derives its value from the avatars it's it's linked to. So um, so yeah, so to answer your question, if you're a new holder, you buy one today, you buy one right now, you'll get your battle pass soon. The battle pass will really only have functionality when the mini game comes out uh, towards the end of January anyway. So it was more just to get it out there. They will start getting tokens, you know, starting uh, the, you know, around the 1st of January. So that's when that will kick in. So um, we'll likely do another battle pass airdrop right before the tokens start kicking in. Um, and uh, yeah, so then um, into hero cards. So hero cards are our heroes, right? So in our game, Bloodline, it's a it starts as a deck building game where essentially you have these cards and you customize your deck. There are six different clans 
Uh, you know, we've got nature versus nature and storm, fire and ice and light and dark. And they have Greek names to them that I actually always forget. But anyway, they're very cool names. But we've got a yeah. Yeah. So we got a, we got these six clans. They all will function slightly differently. They're going to have different heroes on them. Within the six clans are represented seven classes of warrior or whatever you want to call it. Seven classes. And they're the typical classes that you're used to. You've got your hunter, your rogue. Uh, your three caster classes, which are your mage, your enchanter, and your healer, and then your warrior and your guardian. So no those warlock. are your seven class. Yeah, uh, yeah, we could add it. We could add an eighth. I've played a warlock in World of Warcraft. That's yeah. actually my favorite class. Uh, yeah, so um, we likely will add additional hero classes down the line. We're starting with seven. Okay. So seven, seven classes across these six clans. And so when you build your deck, imagine World of Warcraft where you spec down a tree. So imagine that you go, all right, I, I really love the nature clan. I love their passive um, health regeneration. So I'm going to focus on that style of deck. So I'm basically going to build out a 12 card deck of all nature um, class people. And I'm going to, I'm going to basically go three points down the tree. So every four cards gets you a, a point um, and it enhances your, nature cards so you have that choice do i go eight nature cards and i get two bonuses do i go 12 and i get three and you kind of decide the composition of your deck um and then you're obviously going to have a secondary so you might build a nature fire deck let's call it right and you go heavy on the nature side lighter on the fire side um and then obviously within that you're also deciding do i go heavy on warriors and rogues or hunters and mages or you know whatever combo of both classes and clans so you've got basically this deck building concept um you'll put it together a deck of about 24 cards when you actually enter the battlefield though it turns into a 3d rendered game so if you can think of clash royale where you're dropping your little um have you played um clash royale uh from supercell uh the i can look at it i'm i'm I, you saying that makes me think like tft like that's where my mind yes 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 so, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's actually would be like a combination of team fight tactics dota underlords those things as well as um you know a clash game like uh, clash royale where you've got the 3d board and you're dropping your characters on that board um and uh yeah and so the the deck will shuffle so you put together this amazing deck you spend hours crafting the perfect deck collecting the cards you want figuring out what clans and class combinations you love. And then when you get in the in the actual game, they shuffle that deck and they give you, you know, seven choices of cards and you decide which, you know, which three you're going to deploy in round one. And it's a very fast paced game. It'll have about a 30 second timer to decide which guys you're dropping on the board. Are you going to put in, you know, a rogue, a rogue and a hunter and, you know, do a certain strategy there. You're going to go heavy on, you know, and it's obviously you're having to use the seven cards that the the shuffler gave you. Right. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. And then um, and then the, the 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 from there, I mean, there's a lot of strategy in where you place them, what combos of classes you use. Um, you have a reshuffle mechanic once per match. It's a five round match. And you have a, um, a pinning option where you can pin a card to save it for the next shuffle. Um, and so we're gonna see a lot of a push and pull kind of mechanic where you might decide, man, I got a really crappy shuffle on this first round. I'm gonna just deploy a couple random guys 
but I'm not, but I'm going to pin this really good card for the next round because I'm going to go hard on round two. Now your opponent might think the same thing. So he throws round one as well. You end up losing it, but he's ready for round two with his monster squad and you are as well. And then the game gets more intense through the five rounds because you start with three characters, then you go to four, then you go to five and you have more mana to deploy higher level cards. So it's a, it's going to intensify and around and a map should be done in five minutes. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's gonna be fun. I love the complexity that comes with, uh, obviously, PvP games, of course, uh, yes. you know, that human element. But the RNG oh. that's involved, although it can trigger me sometimes, uh, definitely uh, is something that's that's awesome when it comes to like those TFT games. So I'm excited for this. I'm excited. For, and that's Bloodline, the game that's going to be released down the road, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. So, so, the, the, and so the hero cards are your heroes. So the benefit of being a part of like the whitelist, for instance, and owning an avatar is that we are going to be releasing our first wave is the nature versus storm clan. And um, we have that's kind of our first, uh, you know, dual lineup. So coming in early January, we'll have 30 um, heroes total that we're releasing 15 and 15. They're going to be randomly put in these packs of cards and they come in five levels of rarity. And in our whitelist first editions, those are going to be, the you know, they're going to say first edition. They'll be like buying a first edition Pokemon card. Um, they're going to be in the most limited quantities and they'll even have a special kind of um, aesthetic to them in the video game. So you'll when you load into the video game four years from now, you'll know you're up against a guy who's been there from the beginning because his players will have a slight variant to them that you'll know that's a first edition warrior. That's a first edition, you know, a big giant golem guy, right? Mm -hmm. Even though we might re-release that character, he's not going to be the same. And um, and so there'll be some really cool stuff with that. So those first edition packs, they'll be about $15 to purchase a pack of five heroes. Um, and so we've, we're, you know, making them really easy to jump into. And if you get a legendary hero inside of there, you'll have one of only ten legendaries, you know, in the game um, that you can uh, that you can have. And so those first editions, um, the first wave, the second wave, which will be fire versus ice, and then the third wave, which will be dark versus light. That's all upcoming, and the only people able to purchase the first editions are the avatar holders. So that's a benefit that I wanted to give to people because typically. Those are collector's items that fetch higher prices in the future. Mm -hmm. um, my Splinter Cell cards that I bought four months ago, it was the fourth editions, like the Untamed. I don't know how familiar you are with Splinterlands, but I bought um, I bought a thousand bucks worth of Splinterland cards four months ago. And right now they're running at a hundred dollars a pack, you know? And um, yeah, so it's cool. It's like 50, 50 grand from a thousand bucks. So um uh, and so not that I'm saying that our cards will do that, but yeah. it's, you know, it's cool to be able to get in on, on early, early packs, um, of, uh, of cards. And so, um, we will have public releases of these cards to non-avatar holders, but they will have, um, worse, uh, rates of drop for the rare ones and, um, and some other differences as well that I'm going to reserve just for our, for our holders. So, um, you're doing yeah. so much for your holders and like these releases have been back to back to back, like with the airdrop, as well as a lot of these announcements that you're having with avatar staking and all these things that you're doing for the utility, of the projects, I see like you guys are absolutely putting in work, right? Cause there's these, there's these other PFP projects, these avatar projects where you're just like, okay, you guys launched, like, where is, <laughs> the utility that you were pro you promised in the roadmap you guys are getting after it so and and it's only yeah. gonna, looks like it's only going to increase 
uh, here in 2022. But I do want to pause real quick. Uh, we do have uh, a lot of community members here in the chat that have some questions. I have Andre Bosch, though, that is saying, is Tim locked in a closet? Is he okay? Seems like he's sending subtle distress signals with his hands. As someone who talks <laughs> with his hands, I, I take offense to that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I can't help it. I've been in sales my whole life, and so I'm a, I'm a, a talker with my hands for sure. Um, you know, the, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in the, 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 the bedroom part of this hotel room. My kids are homeschooling in the room behind us. I actually think one of them might be knocking on the door. They might need to use the bathroom. So I may have to get up and go over there for a second, but, um, I can carry this for a second guys. So uh, again, if you're just coming in, uh, right now, this is the nifty Q show. We have a lot of founders, creators, in the space who are locked in closets just like tim that need to get the word out <laughs> about the project so uh we have this on video and audio form too you guys can go in the description spotify itunes all that good stuff uh but i want to give a quick shout out to a lot of people in chat patrick star hash rhymes uh chillo uh looks like jan meza is in chat uh, a lot of good morning so if you want to hit a good morning please do uh there in the poll but yeah, it's extremely, extremely good episode so far. Uh, let's hop into avatar staking real quick. It's like one of the last details I wanted to hit on other than the mini game. Uh, what is avatar staking and what is going on with the mini game? When can we expect that? So, um, well, so there's two separate things and I don't know if I was ready to totally talk about avatar staking today. Um, there's two different concepts going around, but I think I'll just go ahead and break the news and we'll just make it official now. So. Um, let, let me actually, um, uh, let me tell the community I'm live. We actually never, uh, um, never announced, I guess, the side of, um, uh, our channel, but, um, yeah, so, okay. So, so there's two things. So, you know, there, there was the idea that when you stake your actual avatars, that's how you're going to earn the battle token. We've realized that that kind of defeats a little bit of the purpose because, um, you, when you stake an avatar, you have to send it out of your wallet and lock it up in a contract. So then you don't get to look at it in your wallet, you know? And I think part of the fun of owning these avatars, at least for me, I've, I've purchased now close to 700 different, um, almost 700. I might get 680 something in my wallet full of just mostly nonsense and some good, some good buys. <laughs> um, but um, I love looking at them, right? I mean, it, you know, there's that ownership element of just like, hey, I own this. This is awesome. So, um, we actually decided we didn't want to require staking of the avatar to get the daily battle token. The idea was, you know, delist December, get everyone to delist, but we already have so few listed, it doesn't really matter. So um, we we then, um, so, so avatar staking in the sense of getting the battle token, you won't need to do that. That's not happening anymore. Um, you'll be able to just hold the, the battle pass in your wallet with your avatars and every day they're in there. Uh, it's going to get you that that battle token. Um, got a phone here ringing, um, and so um, uh, let me hang Tim's, this up here. Tim's is, is escaping right now, guys. <laughs> so so that's the uh, so that's the the first part, um, and uh, and so um, so that so that's separate. We are uh, going to have avatar staking when the game comes out because so if if you're following along, um, I really do believe that we have we have put more utility into our avatars more benefits to holders than almost any project out there to be honest i think if people really understand that the ability to um buy into the governance token earlier than um, the public um, by being a holder is an amazing opportunity and you know the whitelist for first edition cards where it's not just this crazy scramble 
and the, and the general public can buy in. But really, it's just avatar holders that get first editions. Everyone else gets the normal editions and uh, all these benefits along the way. And plus some surprises I haven't even talked about. You know, I'm trying to make our avatar holders just basically decide, like, I will never sell anything ever. Right. Um, and so um, so that's really the, the first thing. Um, but I, I have you know, one of the questions that's come up in my community, they're like, Tim, okay, you've loaded up so much into these avatars, holding them that, you know, likely we're going to see create really some very cool things once supply shock hits and all that. But, and people realize like all the benefits they're getting inside of holding. But the one question is like, well, what happens when the game comes out? And we've got our first editions, we've got our, we've been, we bought the governance token, we've done all of it, then what happens? The, it just, you see the straight line down as people liquidate their avatars, because then what's the purpose of owning them? So one, um, when you do own them in the future, you get um, access to, uh, they will be a skin in the game. So in, con you, you know how like, um, uh, have you played around with the web, the web, be uh the new w what is it called that the little making the little rounds so quickly uh web three yeah. world or something like that i that think is... so yeah, yeah 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 so obviously ours is not a pixelated game but there'll be this open world area in our game connected to the battle game where you can run around with your actual created avatar which is separate from your heroes and you'll be able to equip him with a skin like imagine running around in downtown world of warcraft and um and Porter, you've got Porter on a alliance you got to make you got to tell oh, me which one downtown, yeah yeah which I, one. I was i was alliance i okay. was always alliance same, yeah yeah same. okay yeah um and uh i was an alliance warlock um a little, little gnome um and uh nice. that was my main that, that was, was my, my main first, character <laughs> that was my first character too i remember <laughs> yeah that. good times yeah for, for for pvp that was my guy and um and i and i did really good uh in raids as well but um yeah so so totally anyway, so imagine off. running. What's that? Totally threw you off your game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I gave you a bunch of good, good memories and feelings back there. So yeah, so you know, you're imagine running around in a downtown area inside our game world where you're going to go do your crafting of NFTs, where you craft weapons for your avatar that affect your deck of heroes. Because that's one of the mechanics I didn't really get into. That is a big part of it that sets us apart from even Dota Underlords and all that. Is you have your own avatar. And when you equip, let's say, a mage's staff to him, all the mages in your deck of 24 cards get a buff or a new ability. Um, when you choose to equip a giant warrior's weapon to your created dude, the, the heroes in your deck that correspond with the same class, they get a buff. So you, you have this equipment slot, an armor slot, and a pet slot that you equip to your avatar that totally rearranged your entire deck of 24 cards. Um, and so it breathes new life into this deck that you've created by just creating a better axe or something that you equip to your dude. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of Total War where the commander could actually have his attributes go on to his soldiers. Yes, you got it, yep. Yeah, so almost like in in, in Hearthstone, um, you have you know you have the, 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 the main um, kind of guy that you choose to go to battle with and pair him up with your deck. But the difference is that you created that guy and you can change what you equip to him. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a, a sense, a, a different strategy in the battle. So actually, let's say you and I are about to face off and we load into the game. I'm going to look across the map, the little chessboard, and I'm going to see your dude, your character next to your army of, of three to four guys or whatever. And I'm going to see what, what weapon he's holding 
and I'm going to see what armor he's wearing and what pet is next to him. And I'm going to be able to tell that you're probably a fire focused deck with a lot of warriors and a lot of mages, because maybe you're wearing a mage's um, uh, cloak or, or, you know, outfit and you've got a giant ax on your back. So it's going to look ridiculous, but awesome. And you've got a fire breathing dragon next to you. So I know that you're a fire deck who has a lot of mages and a lot of warriors in the deck based on what you chose to attach to your 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 avatar. And I know that those are going to be likely the majority of the heroes that come out in your deck. Now, that may not. I mean, I'm only seeing that once I load in, but it immediately might change a little bit of my strategy. Right. And okay. so um, so it's going to be really fun. So anyway, so with all that being said, um, the there will be an open world area initially a social area on a server that other players will be involved in that you'll be able to run around and go craft your weapons, breed your pets, put stuff up on the marketplace for sale. So imagine just a little downtown World of Warcraft area initially, yeah. and the guild halls will be in there as well. And so um, in the different guilds that you choose to be a part of. I, I, it's a low hanging fruit. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely not making much effort with this question, but I, I hear downtown, I hear all of these like, uh, essentially environments is there going to be some type of land involved in this universe uh yes so we are still working out the details of how we'll do that but yes yes so for, yeah for sure there will be there'll be um guilds as well as land um no 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 announcements on that yet but yeah yeah there, we we have that in the works so yeah it'll be pretty fun um I did that you for know you guys I, at home by the way yeah yeah <laughs> uh, you know i for me i um i'm i'm just a total gaming nerd out art and i as you can tell i get so excited about this and so you know if it, if if it was if it was part of my gaming childhood i am definitely using it as inspiration and in what we're building for this you know i mean yeah. the sky's the limit so um but yeah so long story short your heroes um you know the hero the wave of hero cards will come in you'll be able to purchase those over the next um there's the first wave comes in january the next wave will be mid-year and then the next one towards the end of the, the next year. And um, again, avatar holders get to benefit. But what I was getting to um, originally was that I'm aware of the fact that like, what is the utility to owning this avatar once the game is released? Once all the, the first edition heroes are sold, once the governance token, like why still hold this avatar other than nostalgia that you have it? So one, you can equip it as a special skin in the game. And there's only 5,555 of these that are designed kind of uniquely. So imagine running around in the little downtown area and you're dressed how your avatar is dressed, right? Mm -hmm. But beyond that, we're going to have a form of avatar staking where you will actually stake your avatar. It'll link to the game and we will reward you as if you're staking the governance token. So that's going to be pretty cool. I'm not going to dive into um, the exact value of that, but you can kind of use your mind. But the idea is that you're going to get essentially endless governance token rewards from the staking pool by just linking your avatar. So your avatars actually will represent a portion of governance tokens, no different than if you're staking the governance token, like ILV does it, where they stake the token, they get more tokens. So a pretty simple concept but i think really really cool yeah if you're at home and you're wondering whether to get into coin games it, i a non-investment advice do your own research but like everything that you're mentioning here where you're talking about oh axie does this alluvium does this you guys are attempting to really hit that uh kind of same mark right and you're doing yes, it 100 you're doing it almost like uh, like alluvium didn't come out and like launch a pfp project you know i i, I like the way that you guys are doing it from like a grassroots kind of 
like environment i i really do i think it's a it's a cool uh it's a cool little timeline that you're gonna have when we look back in like two or three years so i agree i agree 100 and i think that we we are very under the radar but i believe that um it's going to be pretty special and i think the guys in our community already understand that hence why you're seeing so few for sale i mean we literally have six and a half percent of total supply even available on the market um, there's something like 120 total avatars available under one ETH. And so like, I mean, that's nothing. I mean, nothing. So yeah, I think, um, it's definitely very early, but it's getting exciting. So yeah. So, um, yeah. So what comes up next is our hero cards and those will be available soon. And, you know, guys that are in this to play the game, they can buy the cards guys that are in this just to be a part of it almost, um, you know, out predicting that being invested in games is a is a smart move they can buy the card packs and not open them like i've done with my splinterland card packs they're not open they're still unopened and you know i'm still just holding them so um but yeah i mean it, it's uh it's fun and i i truly believe um and this is just getting into the broader space like you know personally not in financial advice but i'm i'm almost not invested in anything in crypto that doesn't involve games anymore because to me that is the future of um, what's going to bring in the masses, right? You know, you have this idea that, that um, uh, you know, you have this um, growing ecosystem of decentralized freedom that represents um, in, in, uh, in, in um, uh, you know, in crypto. But, but you know, what is really going to be the giant on-ramps for the regular person, the guy down the street, your friends at work, your friends at school, whoever you're watching, all the normie people that are not in this, how do they come into this? And to me, it's NFTs and it's gaming. It's those two on-ramps that are the largest. They're the widest, right? You will, yeah. DeFi will bring people in, Bitcoin will bring people in, meme coins will bring people in, but I don't think there's anything like NFTs, collectibles and um, gaming that's going to be just these giant vacuums of people flooding in into, um, into gaming. And so, um, a lot of projects will die along the way. I'm already looking at my wallet going, why did I buy I those, those, <laughs> those 400? Yeah, those 400. Um, <laughs> you, we've actually started this thing in the chat just for you guys that know. Uh, we started what we call Thursday Night Live um, because, you know, we're in this thing for a long time. We want to hang out. So every Thursday, it's actually at 3 p.m. Um, 3 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern. We, um, we go live and we do trivia like last week we played um we played like four second clips from old video game soundtracks mm -hmm. and people had to guess and the first one to guess it got a point and then the the winners um they're winning um the illiquid nfts from my personal wallet so <laughs> <laughs> so it's my way of getting rid of nfts um, before Twitter releases their collectibles tab, because I'm embarrassed to link my wallet to the the, the tab and be like, yeah. "This is what I spent money on." <laughs> so anyway, yeah, um, but, I, I, uh, I think you hit yeah. you hit the nail on the head. I mean, gamers, I think inherently get the the value prop, right? Like the split yes. between revenue for gamers and game companies has always been a hundred percent for the game companies and zero percent. Yes. yes. And, and yes. they have full control, so it's super easy. And it it's not some abstract microeconomic theory no. stuff that it, it's it's games. And it's, it's just art so simple. It's music. Yeah. So 
Honestly, yeah. Tim, I want to have you on here on the network here in like the next, I would say, month, maybe okay. a month and a half. Like maybe we can get you on NFT Live because we don't have enough time here. I've got a hard stop uh, here at the end Same. of the hour. But I uh, want to ask a couple more lightning questions uh, from the community here. Uh, what platforms is Bloodline focusing on? Uh, I think that that's probably even like mobile or or it'll you know. come out as a, a, a web based first, then mobile second. Um, okay. So, yep. Okay, will crossplay be a thing? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I would, you know, we may, because we're going to have to separate people anyway by servers, just like World of Warcraft did, we likely will have servers that are based on just the one platform is what I'm guessing. You'll choose a server based on the platform you use. But I guess, I mean, in truth, you'll want to be able to access your game via mobile and, uh, and browser. So, yeah, I think we'll do i mean between mobile and browser crossplay i don't i don't think we'll ever be a console game though i mean i don't that, that's yeah yeah no reason to at this point but yeah. yeah uh so i have a couple more minutes here guys get your questions in for tim this is the beauty of doing it live although everything's recorded like i said uh get more questions in this is like a lightning round uh i have one here uh for myself book recommendation yeah could be crypto non-crypto what do you got my favorite non-crypto book outside of the bible is the happiness advantage by sean Akur. um it's a phenomenal book that will change your brain in an amazing way and it just it's i mean the simple concept is that happiness comes before success not the other way around so it's the it's the thought on how to be just happy right now where you are and that that is actually part of the process of becoming better anyway and he tells so many stories it's one of my favorite books i i use stories from that book in every part of my life and i've read that book probably five or six times and i've other outside of the bible i've never read any book really more than once and so um as far as fiction books go um you know the the harry potter series was pretty uh awesome i really i enjoyed that I like Hunger Games a ton. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Hunger Games. Uh, Ender's Game for sure. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that one. Um, you know, all the the Lord of the Rings series. Um, uh, I really enjoyed those. Um, uh, th those would be the probably the main the main fiction books that I really uh, enjoyed a ton. Um, the the Maze Runner series, all of the, all of that stuff. Um, I, I love dystopian, futuristic <laughs> fantasy stuff. Yeah. I, I love it too, man. I think we're, we're kindred spirits for sure. Uh, Tony yeah. Edwards is in chat uh, asking, will avatar holders get priority access to pack sales? And this will be the last question before uh, we let you leave. Yeah, so so avatar holders clearly get priority access to, uh, to all, all the first editions. Like first editions will not be sold to the general public as of right now. So what happens is, let's say you own an avatar and we are releasing, let's call it, uh, you know, um, our calculation is going to be about 10 packs per avatar you hold over the course of about a year and a bit. So between the, the six clans that we're dropping. So first one is nature versus storm, three packs, uh, light versus uh, dark, three packs, you know, a fire and ice, three packs, and then a bonus pack. But all first edition, uh, first edition, limited edition heroes will only be available. You will have to have an avatar to link your wallet to purchase. Like you will not be able to buy it unless you're an avatar holder. Um, in the second round of public, I don't think we'll be doing any priority. So when we go full public, 
of the regular editions that'll just be available for avatar holders to buy more if they want um and then the regular public all right there you go founder of coin games here and tim you did an absolutely fantastic job like i said a month from now likely get you on the network uh, again because these are fantastic you guys have so many things going on i'm a holder I'd love, I'd love to come chat just on uh just on just general nfts where the market's going i mean i just i'm a dgen myself as you can tell right so tell some stories got some fun ones that have happened in the last month or two that would be entertaining to listen so yeah i'll come on the show whenever you whenever you want me Love it, man. I'll definitely be uh, in contact with you. We'll have you on the show. And we'll also send somebody to, to find out if you're, you are in a room somewhere and need help. So <laughs> I'll be doing that. But Sounds good. Guys, this was an amazing conversation. This is the Nifty Q Show. I do it every Wednesday and Thursday live with founders, influencers, and just great people in the space, Tim being one of them. So thank you for stopping by today. Our vibe, our tribe, uh, to the lads that are in the house today. Uh, and KGDS, get, is, that, is that your guys? Yeah, yep. Yeah. KGDS. Yeah. Awesome, guys. All right. Well, I'll catch you guys next time. I'll see you there. Bye. Later.